Hey, this is Benjamin. Uh, before we get started in this episode, I just wanted to plug some stuff because uh, John and I forgot to do that this episode, unfortunately. Uh, so to start with, I'm going to give you the email handle, enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. That is, enter the asylum podcast at gmail.com. I've gotten really curious uh, who's listening to this podcast and would love to hear your experiences with the asylum or maybe even suggestions about what to watch next. Uh, also, I have a Twitter handle set up, enter the underscore asylum. Probably post uh, updates and notifications when episodes go live, so be sure to follow that if you want to know when that's happening. And uh, hey, consider reviewing us on iTunes. Uh, not only will it give us some probably useful feedback, but uh, it will also help out the podcast and support it. So uh, please go do that. Uh, I think that is everything I have left to say, so I'll let you listen to the episode now. Uh, bye, everybody. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster it was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the Welcome back to Enter the Asylum, a podcast where two brothers trying to watch a bunch of films by a company named The Asylum. I'm not sure why we're doing this, but we are. It's been I pretty this chill. Is your, you, this is your idea, and you've already forgotten why we're doing this. Because <laughs> so, no one else has, I suppose. We, we this is the this is the Mount Everest of politics. It's, we, go- <laughs> we, it's it, it uh why do I climb it because it's there. Yeah, the boldly uh, go why, where no one else has gone why, before. Why do we watch these movies? Because they're there. I stumbled I was searching around and I stumbled upon a couple other asylum related like review sites or whatever. Mm-hmm. None of them has reached as far as we have. Oh god no, because why would they? They they just watch Sharknado, <laughs> maybe the Mega Shark series, maybe a couple of like the like, you know, the knockoffs, yeah. the blockbusters. And and usually they only get to like snakes on a train and like transmorphers and then they kind of like leave it there. Uh but no one would take the deep dive. You would have to be insane to take the deep dive that we have. You'd have to uh, be insane. You'd have to be insane. <laughs> uh I'm your um reborn host. Uh, Benjamin. I didn't know you were a uh, Christian. Oh, you know, born again and all that. <laughs> I'm your, uh, I'm, I'm just your other host, John. I don't have anything clever to say. <laughs> I mean, you could just said like, I don't know, uh, mad scientist. That sounded, I don't know. I, <laughs> it, it, it sounded dork. I, I thought about it. It just sounded really dorky in my mind. So I was just like, nah, I'm not even going to try. I, I'm, uh, uh. I'm going to give about as much effort here as, as the makers of this movie did. Mm, yeah. Uh, speaking of the film we watched, it was Frankenstein Reborn. Frankenstein Reborn. Um, this movie was really boring. Uh, it was kind of fun, though. <laughs> Frankenstein Reborn, am I right? Yeah, um, it was definitely I, a Lake Scott film, that's for sure. Um, um, yeah, somehow, well, I mean, well, yeah, actually, they've all been pretty damn boring so far. <laughs> um I happened to look at the IMDb page just before I happened, as if like I, I stumbled upon it and didn't deliberately visit it. Uh, the IMDb page uh, before we started, and uh, there was something funny I wanted to share with you here. So the synopsis 
on this page. And this is this is the correct movie. It is the 2005 Frankenstein Reborn. Mm. All the information on here is correct, except for the synopsis, which reads... <clears throat> Baron Frankenstein, cousin of the late scientist who created the famous monster, lives in seclusion on his idyllic island retreat off the coast of Boswena. Here is where uh. he decides to invest his enormous wealth into the research of transient algorithms around Africa's subcontinent. In doing so, he unleashes a deadly virus into the atmosphere that mutates and takes on a pathogen-like life of its own as it sets out to destroy all in its path. All except one thing— the son of Frankenstein's monster. Will it succeed in destroying the retrovirus? Written by Gary Hawes. What? This is in their film? Gary Hawes, I don't know whether you fucked up or whether you came up with a much better movie than the one we watched because that has nothing this at all to do. This is my Frankenstein Reborn alternative universe fanfic. Uh, On the other hand, the plot keywords below it read modern day adaptation, lesbianism, threesome, lesbian sex and female nudity and those are all accurate those are all technically in the movie so that at least is correct yeah when trying to find this film online what's funny uh because when i was trying to find this film the big youtube shutdown happened um youtube was down for like two hours and this has happened yes, like I 10 years yes i heard about this uh it's surprising enough frankenstein reborn is on youtube but this it was funny because when you start finding the porn scenes from the movie before you actually find actual clips of the film itself. Uh, that's not surprising at all. I think that's that was the only selling point for this movie. Yeah, I guess so. Weirdly enough, too, this film's not even on the Asylum website, which I believe we mentioned uh, last episode. But So, <laughs> you sort of have to stumble upon some of these Asylum films, I think. You really do. Can't really find. They're not really out in the wild, or I guess they are, but not visible. They're um, they're they're like a um, they're they're like a they're like a an, uh, a a tiger. They they just blend into the foliage. They they vanish into the 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 night. Uh, by that I mean the last blockbuster <laughs> video store that threw away their last copies of these shitty movies. Just in the pile of other shitty films that are, I don't know, vaguely ripping off other films or trying to release at the same time, at least. Yeah. I, what would this even be in, in uh, re- like, relation to? What 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 Frankenstein movie came out well, in 2005? From what I gathered is that this was, this along with two other films that we all, they're also not like The Beast of Bray Broad, I think Way of the Vampire and A Frankenstein Reborn. Are all three films like Scott? They all made within like a month, all within like the same time period. That uh, that explains a lot. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> we'll maybe or maybe not watch those other two at a later point in time, but you know, I don't really want to find those. But anywho, so this film uh, begins off with like surprisingly little fanfare for an asylum film, with no credit sequence, just the. Uh, title of the just, film just the title just bam frankenstein reborn and you're in that's it we see a uh, a woman in the car she's trying to get in touch with a man named victor mm-hmm. uh she sort of fails and she proceeds to enter the building presumably he works at or is at and she finds like a bunch of dead bodies in the basement and then, as there's a heart in a jar which i don't think gets explained at all 
And then suddenly the monster appears and then chokes her and then uh, rips off her legs. And and then then that's it. And it's credits and it's a Lake Scott film. Yep. (laughs) No, that's it. No, this, this, this... Everything about this movie is so damn formulaic. Like, I feel like I'm just spending the entire episode be going like, yep, that's that's what happened. <laughs> like, there's no flair. There's no... There's no There's some interesting things in this um, film, though, like, in terms of, like, weird ideas. A couple of things, but honestly, like, not that much. Um, and the, the guy... Um, who we've seen a bunch of movies now, Rhett Gills, mm. the uh, or Giles, I don't know the um, the, but the the main actor who plays Victor Frankenstein, he. It's a real shame he can only do. It's a real shame he can only do the one accent in all of his films. He can just do the one. He can only it's not do... the accent. It's not the accent that's the problem. <laughs> it's the it's the fact that he could do only one tone. Um, he we've seen him in what four or five movies yeah. now. Gotta say, I think I could comfortably say now. Guy's not a good actor. No, not really. Guy is not a good actor. He has one facial expression. Um, he does that. He always the same voice for all of his characters. He's got that. He's got that like smug, like half sly grin that just looks really douchey, like at all times. And anytime he needs to do a serious scene, it comes off really awkward. Probably my favorite moment in this is, um, so I think this is immediately after the opening scene where the the woman gets killed. Uh, This is where it cuts to the police station, I think, and Victor Frankenstein's in custody, and he's been like drugged up yeah he's uh, in a straight jacket to, like, to, on a chair yeah he's in like a, a straight jacket on a chair he's like we get drugs and like someone is trying to like interrogate him and he suddenly bursts out Elizabeth, Elizabeth, well it's yeah. even better than that right because so a woman named emily is trying to question victor and suddenly uh victor starts seeing emily morph into a woman named elizabeth Elizabeth, which causes causes Victor to start screaming. Elizabeth, 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 <laughs> <laughs> which causes him to immediately get sedated. Um, right. Something is tragic is I don't think Rhett Gills has ever successfully uh, stayed alive for the entire film. Uh, no, I think he he dies in each of his appearances. He died. Let's see. So he was the preacher in War of the Worlds. Yes. He gets killed. He was the he he was one of the characters in King of the Lost World who mm-hmm. gets killed. He was he, the uh, evil master master. Uh, <laughs> he was the evil mastermind uh, behind the whole mummy scandal thing, and was cut in that too. Right, right. He's the he's there, and he gets killed there. So he's a villain there. He's was he in the um, what was the last movie we did? Track is curse. Yes. Um, now he what he, he died, was, but then but then re, was reincarnated as a vampire. So so he didn't really die. He so technically that's the, died. No, but but like he he's he's alive at the end of the movie. Sure. He's immortal at the end of the movie. So yeah, he still dies and, though. So I'm allowed and, to say <laughs> I'm allowed to say he's died near every film he's been in. Yeah, he technically dies. Poor guy. Eh. Yeah. So Emily, uh, who's the person interrogating before, uh, goes to her boss, fellow colleague. He's like a nutter 
public defender, I guess, but he's not a He's not he's a public not, defender. He's just a Well, that this is the confusing thing. He's not he's not a public defender, but well, wait, is he not an interrogator? He's a psychiatrist. Who is, as the woman is as well. But what's the role within the police department? Oh, okay. So both they're just trying to get a medical evaluation for him to see if he's able to handle himself in court. Okay. That's the that's the that's the goal of the the sort of this sort of side plot of the film. So okay. find out if he's actually insane or not. So Emily, after talking to uh, Victor, uh, wants to quit immediately. Because she believes Victor is this violent sociopath who has murdered all the women uh, in his life, basically. She, she's not wrong. No, no, she, she's not wrong at all. Um, Robert, the man she's talking to, is like, okay, I'll talk to him. I'll figure what's going on. And something interesting this film does, to, and to attempt to modernize it, his name is now Victor Franks. Franks. He says, he says, I'm Dr. Victor Franks. Mm. Which is, is, is awful. <laughs> I, I like to think of it as um, it's this movie's equivalent of uh, Young Frankenstein, where he goes, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Frankenstein. So yeah, so Victor Frank tells us he's working on nanotech in South Africa and is from Harvard. Uh, he got his, yeah, he got his degree from Harvard. He's working on nanotech. You know. Like most Frankenstein stories, uh, I mean, it, technically, it's supposed to be an update uh, of of the story for the times. So, I mean, fine. Mm. Then we get our first sort of flashback, uh, which this film is entirely of. This movie is entirely flashback. So, um, uh, uh, so of the first patient of a man named Bryce, who is crippled on a wheelchair, uh, he has like I guess some sort of like paralysis kind of it's it's unclear they because he seems to be fine from the waist up but they keep saying that he's like he's like completely like unfunctional but it seems like it's just his legs um but i guess he has some like some case that's like it's paralyzing his body and he only has a few months to live and this guy's in his like 20s i think yeah so they're like saying oh this treatment could potentially kill you uh, or even damage you permanently forever he's like it's better than dying so then he gets the treatment and he starts immediately having a seizure and and he's and then they immediately cut to figure saying it worked perfectly and this dude is a horny fuck (laughs) yeah in reality, he is horny. He is horny as fuck. Mm. What's the line he says to the nurse that is completely oh, inappropriate? Oh, we'll get there, but yeah, I, th- I think we're already there. Uh, not because this is this is before the isn't this before the he he has the seizure? Uh, they, again, they they show all these flashbacks multiple times, but then they give you more info each time they show them. Mm. You're so, right. I forgot about this. Yeah, you see these. You see longer versions of these scenes later on in the movie, which is gonna be a real pain to discuss. I think. Oh <laughs> but... God! Like, figure out the timeline of this is like. Well, it's not that hard because this movie's pretty boring. Sure, but it's sure. just. It's just kind of like it feels like you had to. There's a hurdle you had to jump through. Yeah. So like, vis- uh, Bryce after having this treatment, Bryce is having these horrible visions of murdering people he knows. Uh, and Bryce then, after having this vision, starts demanding that Victor make it stop, and then like tries to kill him. 
and uh, that scene ends. And then we see Victor now at a bar meeting up with Elizabeth. And that Bryce has disappeared. And uh, the lawyers are going to like want to see him real soon uh, because he's part of some sort of private contractor group or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, this doesn't stop Victor, and Victor wants to continue. And uh, he brings in then Hank, Hank, which is like a sort of an Igor, Igor kind of character to, for him. Um, he's just like another guy who's like tech savvy. Mm. No, not tech savvy. Uh, <laughs> chopping up people savvy. Well, I, but I guess I, I was just saying that because I guess they work with nanotechnology, except you never see any nanotechnology. No, not really. It's confusing. Uh, but yeah, they chop up a man and they stop him with like. And, and it's not like. And, and to be clear, to be so. to be clear, when I when I say like you don't see nanotechnology, you might be thinking like, well, yeah, because it's microscopic. No, I mean you don't even see like an application of it. You don't even see a thing where they're like, okay, I'm inserting the nanobots now or something. Well, again, just... you tell don't show, John. You're right. You're right. Lay Scott, he's a master of tell don't show. Um, except here, do you even have a tell? You don't even have someone telling <laughs> the audience, I, I'm inserting the nanotechnology now. It's just mentioned, oh, we fix his body using nanotechnology. And then you're just supposed to take that at face value and you never get to see anything. No. Even, you don't even get to see someone say it. Uh yeah, so, yeah, they chop up this dude, and they stuff him full of banana machines, apparently. And then they shove him in, like, an Which ice bath, don't. and they electrocute him. And uh, then Robert's, like, cuts him there, and it's like, this is stupid. I don't believe any of this. I'm out of here. I'm going to half your drug count, so you'll be more, you know, <laughs> you'll be able to talk to me better next time we, we have a discussion. So they do that. Yeah, well, two detectives then meet up with Robert, who are like, we you got to get this guy to not plead guilty or to plead guilty but not of insanity of being normal we need a confession from this guy mm, but not an insanity confession right basically they just don't want him to plead insanity that's that's all there is to it yeah but we then cut to a woman leaving a bar and she gets in her car and then suddenly a, the monster appears behind her in the back seat and shoves his hand through her stomach it's really unclear. But then play shoves it through the chair too. Yes. Cause it also looks like his hand's coming out of her purse as well. It's like Well, well when he pulls his hand back through, you could clearly see it's just tucked under her shoulder. Mm, okay. So <laughs> So it, it's it's just very unclear. So they go back to having more conversations with Victor, Robert and Victor. Uh and Victor explains his relationship with Elizabeth, uh, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Eh? They're fucking, that's what we mean. <laughs> and also, his wife was Hank and Rebecca. And um, that shit's pretty creepy. Um, this, this weird, dumb, stupid love triangle thing This happens. It's awful. It's not even a love oh, triangle. Women are just throwing themselves at the feet of Victor Frankenstein. He is a horn dog. And he... so is Bryce, too, because Bryce is all like, Well, Victor, where'd you get all the eye candy? Where'd you get the new eye candy? And he just grins creepily from his computer. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca's like a younger, I guess, uh, 
I don't know. When he interviews, it's weird. This is the porno. This is the porno where they're like, this is sexual harassment, and yeah. I'm going to take it. Because when he reviews Rebecca, it's basically done as sort of those like porn interview type things, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, can you, can oh you my do God, what is yes. necessary in this job? Can you do yes. things I tell you to, etc.? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after they do some like i think this is uh uh i I think this is how harvey weinstein's interviews all go Uh, or did you know before mm. what too topical (laughs) i don't know that's not me to decide but uh so fuck fuck that guy come on he's awful um so yeah, yeah. This does fit. This does fit in with with Lay Scott's uh, politics, though. Just a general misogyny mm. of this film. I I'm pretty sure this this aligns. Like now that we have a uh, now we've seen several of his movies, a pattern has been established. Uh, guy thinks himself to be a brilliant genius. Thinks women should be throwing themselves at his feet. Um, you know, it's all it's all pretty clear. It's all there. Yeah. What's even worse is that the next scene, the go so all, all of them go to a bar, and then Elizabeth proceeds to drug Rebecca's drink, to then like roofies her basically, and then they all proceed to have lesbian sex slash a threesome sort of not really. It's mostly just Victor sort of watching from a distance. Yeah. Uh, because of course they this happens. It's a sign film. Of course. And Robert's like, this shit's gross. What the fuck, man. But it's like, how dare you? How dare no, you insult it's, my it, uh, pastimes? It's, it's it's dumber than that. He's just like, that's like, he he he's like he's grossed out by it. his explanation. Is like, I'm from a small town. I don't know your. I don't understand your 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 big city ways. Your gross <laughs> your gross sex in the city ways. I mean, to be fair, it's pretty. Uh... Well, because then you also claim later that Rebecca was suing Victor Cause like, for cause here's like, the thing, like sexual harassment, is, which yeah, it is, right? There's the thing; it is fucked up what they're doing. Yeah, but it's not fucked up because oh, that's what like crazy city slickers do. It's like no, it's just fucked up is all. It's <laughs> not. It's not a city thing. I'm sure they have plenty of fucked up, you know, sexual relations in the country in the small town, Mister Middle America. I mean, yeah, what what they both do is, like, you know, rape Rebecca, basically. And it's like, mm-hmm. and Robert doesn't really reflect on that at all. And he's more like, oh, that's yicky, when in reality it's like a, you know, I don't know, a super illegal thing to do. Again, Lay Scott, he just thinks that's cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I I, I think uh, I, how much how how much are we supposed to relate or admire Victor Frankenstein in this movie? Do you think not from at the, all? My, from I, the mind <laughs> from the mind of a pervert. I don't know. No, I don't know what Lake Scott wants us to think of him. But from I my think opinion, Lace, he's an awful I character. Think, I think Lay Scott wants us to think that he that Victor Frankenstein is cool. Well, yeah, like a misunderstood character, like Mussolini. I think more like yes. Uh, I'm thinking more of an anti-hero kind of thing, sure. you know. <laughs> like I think I think Lay Scott wants us to think like, oh yeah, Doctor Frankenstein. He's yeah, sure he's evil and all, but he's also cool. Sure, like, yeah, he loves to party would, would, and do cocaine. Would you, would you, 
wouldn't you kind of like like to be that you know like i, I feel like that's lay scott's you know <laughs> speak of cocaine going for it's here. great because then so victor goes back to storytelling and he meets up with a, a woman named jessica who is sort of like one of the investors she's like i'm tired of uh trying to hide your cocaine habits <laughs> it's like can you not maybe you're not doing can you stop doing all, all the crack cocaine and maybe go back to work yeah could you <laughs> maybe they sort of just chalk it up as just sort of he's a high functioning drug addict like they're just mm. like well he's getting results so just go is with he, it though? you know does he actually ever get results in <laughs> at all in this film Someone said he's getting results, so I guess, again, tell, don't show. So, yeah, so Jessica wants them to fix the budget. So then Robert, back in the present, is now asking, like, why are, not use, why are you using private investors and not college? So Victor's response is, well, you know, sure, a college will be able to make the world a better place, but that won't let me buy my fucking penthouse now, will it? Right. He's just so cool. Man, Victor's he's such just a so cool, cool character. He's just so cool. And he's not like... Dante doesn't care about anybody he's, himself. He's not, he's not like bland, but in a kind of gross way at all. No, no, no. He's he's super cool and dashing. He's not really dashing. He's like... Just like I, no. No. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, I know. He's, but I'm, I'm sort of coming on he's a, film once, He's I think. a bland asshole that for some reason the movie wants us to think of as some kind of like dashing rogue so victor then states that he tried to transfer his thoughts into the nanomachines on the computer but then he couldn't control what thoughts were sent over so all of them were just sort of shoved into bryce's brain causing him to see everyone dying because that's what victor is thinking about can we ask the obvious question why why does he shove all his thoughts into a, a nanomachine why, computer? Why? Okay, I mean, A, how, how, but B, why? Why? The <laughs> whole the whole point of the experiment was to reanimate the the dying cells in his like in his extremities and his limbs so that he could continue using his limbs. What the fuck does thoughts have to do with well, it. He's trying to like, program the nanomachines. For some reason, the nanomachines required are like based on like thought processes, I guess, to work. Maybe. That, I'm not sure no. like, what even... How does the nanomachines I, I, even affect the mind? And I don't know. The only thing they mention is like, okay, like we've we've like, you know, the, the, the rest of the body is recovering, but we need to reconstruct the connections between their limbs and the brain, which fair but again why do the nano machines need to have thoughts programmed into them mm. uh so then we go back to find the scene where bryce is pointing a gun at victor and we now right. understand why bryce is having these visions because victor is himself having these visions mm-hmm. of killing all of his friends because he's a huge freak weirdo yeah um so then after Bryce is like, this, I can't this, do this, this anymore. And Victor this is Lace. This is Lace Scott. I'm sorry, Victor Frankenstein's fetish. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after Bryce is like, I'm out, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. Victor proceeds to shoot and then choke out Bryce. Uh, it's it's really annoying because like he like has the gun pointed at him and and Frankenstein just tells him point blank like no i'm not going to do anything for you and instead of shooting just shooting the guy he he just sort of like kind of just like 
weakly gives up his gun and allows himself to be shot. He doesn't even like shoot himself, which I, I thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to be like, I can't take it. I can't take these visions anymore. And just, I thought he was just going to pop his brains out. You know what? That would have made more sense and felt a bit more coherent because this causes right. a uh, certain dubious character uh, <laughs> just makes Victor a lot more awful of a person than, than he was previous. But uh, so after this happens, Victor's like, "Whoops, I I I killed Bryce." I guess he goes to tell Hank that. Uh, Doesn't he claim that he it was a suicide? Yeah, yeah, he, he lies to Hank. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which again, you might as well have done the suicide scene in the first place. Honestly, if he was just like, "I can't take this," but uh, so then Victor reveals the true project. The goal was not to like revive dead cells, but to bring people back from the dead. Right, and uh, then we start seeing a bunch. We see we see all the same scenes we saw earlier, the same exact same flashbacks. And had he killed himself, had he actually killed himself, that would have actually been a great little bit of character motivation Hmm. when he's reborn as the monster, because he'd be like, "No, I tried to end this. Why won't you let me end this?" But no, (laughs) but but no, Victor actually murdered him. So. You know. Uh, yeah, so we didn't finally cut back to the scene of them zapping the corpse uh, right. in the ice bath. So they give some half-ass explanation where he's like, oh, I need to infuse the entire body with nanotechnology, which I thought the whole thing was already infused with nanobots, but I guess it wasn't enough. So they cut up the entirety of the body, him and hank um and they say again you don't see it but they say they infuse the entire body with nanobots and then they sew it back up but i I just love i love them opening up the entire body and just hacking at pieces throwing them out (laughs) willy-nilly and then (laughs) it's like it worked we did it and then they wrap it up like a mummy and they stick it in a tank and zap the tank uh tragically it doesn't work uh but little jk it works and I love Victor just sort of whispers, it's alive. It's right. alive. He has to get that in there. <laughs> I, You know how in the famous, uh, you know, when Frankenstein's finally, like, reborn, right. the middle scene, uh, Victor starts whispering, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's real it's emotional. Alive. It makes me real, makes me real, like, excited at the moment. I'm just disappointed he didn't say what for me is the most iconic Frankenstein line, which is, My name is Frankenstein! <laughs> it's just Frank. It's just Frank. It's just Frank. It's Frank. Frank's. Frank's. I'm sorry, Frank's. You know, like like hot so dogs. After this, Vicar then. Uh, Vicar. Victor then runs to tell Hank. But whoa! Hank is sleeping with Elizabeth the entire time? Yeah. Well, no. Whoops. Oh. It's almost as if like these are all like shitty people and your loyalties <laughs> to each other are nil. Yeah. So this is kind of what you think. But but it's Victor Frankenstein and a woman isn't throwing herself at his feet right now. Yeah, she does later anyways. <laughs> and then she apologizes for it. It's just like, no, this is Lay Scott's view of women. Mm. Hank then like goes down to check on Victor. Uh, but instead, he gets killed by Bryce as uh, the monster, who's who is currently just sort of roaming about, I guess. And he, yeah, he rips off his bandage, and now he's like, he looks all monstery. Fuck! But... Does that makeup suck? 
It's so awful. It, well, also, why does he look like that? Because uh, they, because <laughs> he shot him in the head, and then um. No, he shot him in the gut. Yeah, he did, right? Or the dick. It was somewhere in the waist. I guess he then area. choked him out, and then they chopped him up a bunch. So I guess but the he's green, like the the rotting green flesh does make sense. I guess. No, but it's not. It was more black than green. But more than that, it's like why is his teeth out at weird angles? Why does he have like the whole sunken eyes? Why is he like? Why does he have like a misshapen head? Why is his limbs all like weird and like gang? Like why does he look like that? I thought they, like, his body was fine beforehand. I get that, like, they cut it up <laughs> and, well, and then to infuse it with nanotechnology. But then, like, why why does it look like that? Frankenstein's monster? It's because it's about Frankenstein's monster. But they don't... But they, Frankenstein's they, they monster... I just don't get... Frankenstein's monster is a conglomeration of different body yeah. parts that have been haphazardly course, sewn together. Right? This is one guy that they, like like broke open and then put back together so why doesn't he look like he's been put back together well, normally i would say something like maybe the maybe the company or like the directors were worried about like losing like you know brand integrity and looks no they're, no no they're, 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 the just, asylum. they're just like we need so, like, we need the why we need the thing that, look, that well also I mean, Frankenstein is like in the public domain, but like it's just like they they just didn't want it to look monstery. Oh, it needs to look like a monster. Yeah. Okay, and and then they kind of forgot the point of the story where it's like, well, we have to explain why it looks like a monster. That's how that's how I was trying to say, but which is like, yeah, they they wanted the thing to look recognizable as Franken like the Frankenstein's monster, but right, they also didn't really consider the plot, you know, importance of yeah, it it doesn't make sense in the context of the plot. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, Victor then finds Hank's dead body and sort of dumps acid all over it. He does the, he does a, he does a Breaking Bad, mm. but this is before Breaking Bad, and unfortunately it's not as cool. <laughs> no, he just sort of pours on it and sort of get a spooky skeleton. That would, that would have been great if they got, like, some plastic buckets and shoved it in and just pour in the chemicals. But unfortunately, it's just this stupid prop where, like, he's, like, pouring acid over the guy's, like, head and it's, like, melting away. So he's got, like, a fleshy skull face. It looks really stupid. Yeah. So Victor's then attacked by the his monster. Uh, but then he convinces him not to kill him and instead uh, have him... He's promises he can revert the changes somehow. Even though it's obviously impossible because he's a rotting corpse, but you know, he's a rotting corpse infused with nanotechnology that I thought was supposed to heal those rotting corpse bits. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Almost if it's a uh, almost if it's pretty shitty tech he's using. It's all. It's almost as if Lee Scott doesn't know how to write a movie. So Victor then later runs into Elizabeth, who is in her his house, I think. Oh, she has a gorgeous house. Well, no, it's like Victor's house. Elizabeth's inside. No, no, I think it's her house. That's later. Oh, because Victor, okay. well, Victor wouldn't go into Elizabeth's house. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I know where we're talking. Yeah, about. Elizabeth yes, is sorry, sorry but Victor is like, I have to protect her. And this is like the kind of parts we. I actually do wonder if Lakeside's supposed to think, have us think Victor's a good character. I absolutely. It's like, 100%. oh, he has to protect Victor, so he just tells her that she was a good fuck, a tremendous fuck, and that's why you're nothing else but that. I, yeah. We can't see each other again. I hate you, and I've always hated you. 
I yes. like Manji then starts throwing rocks at her and says, I hate you. <laughs> Leave me forever. I, 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 I think of it more as um, the scene where the kid tells the dog to go away. Yeah. Go home, boy. Go home. You. I hate you. I hate you. And I mean, and the reaction from Elizabeth is basically the same as the dog <laughs> in that situation of like, no, don't make me go. Don't make me go. I love you. Which, I mean, again, this is Lay Scott's view of women. Man, you got like such such a good writer too. A tremendous fuck is just such invocative words, you know. I I am I'm thinking <laughs> that might be from the actor. It could totally be because it felt very Austrian British, whatever his his nationality is. It felt very it it felt very that. Hmm. Um, like it felt like it, it felt like either it was written for him specifically yeah. or he came up with it on the set and uh, let's see he's from australia mm. um he um it he probably yeah like walked up to Lascott and was just kind of like i've got a good line Lascott's <laughs> like I'm gonna, yeah I'm, yeah i'm gonna sell this i love it red gills a good question to ask um how much of like how much of the script do you think they actually do in these films? How much is like improv? I think most of it is scripted. Mm. I think nearly all of it is scripted. But that line, I don't know. Yeah, hard hard to say. Hard to say. So Elizabeth now heartbroken uh, does some drugs with her friends, or just her friends. This is so. This is where we're in. Yeah, house, it's a very right? nice house. It's a lovely. It little, is a like, beautiful know. location. And I say that because this is the nicest location we have seen in any asylum. Oh, for sure, so far. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. It's a lovely house. There's like they're in a living room, and it's like the lighting is very nice. And they have these like string lights over the. Uh, they they have a, a sliding glass door, and you see a piano um, in front of it. And they have these like these like hanging string lights all the way along the sliding glass door. So it looks very like it, it's. Just, beautifully lit it's very like you know it's very serene looking and then like you know after she takes the drugs to her friend she goes to like take a bath and, and she awesome. has this huge bathtub it's like it's it's got blue tile it's got like blue spanish tile and it's octagon shaped like it's the size of like a hot tub but it's a bathtub and she gets like like you know like um uh, suds in it like you know like bath like a um like a bubble bath mm. and it's like it's it's gorgeous it's, it's, it's like, like it's, a, it's, a, it's almost as if it's like a like a, a something you'd see from a different film it's almost as if, like i mean like i wonder if like one of the actors or actresses in this film was like oh yeah i've got like a nice place we can like shoot this and they were like okay yeah we'll do that there it's beautiful just everything about the 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 setup here like the lighting the set itself like the or that how i should call the set i think it, it must be a real house um but it's beautiful mm. it's beautiful and it's like it's the nicest place it's the nicest location we've seen in any asylum film yeah welcome I, to uh and we, the asylum a podcast where we talk about all the lovely uh decor and uh, locations in the asylum they use that that podcast will last all of five minutes because that's all, this is all we have this is all we have which is why i'm clinging to this i'm like oh my gosh like we only get to see this place for like for a few minutes too but i'm like oh my gosh this place is 
beautiful. Can we spend more time here, please? Please, can we not leave? Can we not leave into the the dingy green tint uh, uh, of like yeah. you know whatever like warehouse they use for Frankenstein's lab? This room totally has different lighting of the whole like sort of the rest of the film in general as well. It's, it's like so nice orange different. hues. It's also to the dark it's also green they had earlier. Yes, it's nice orange hues. It's also it. Well, the funny thing is, it's very tonally inappropriate because this is supposed to be like a sad moment mm. for Elizabeth. It's supposed to be like she's like heartbroken and everything. So like the lighting is way too warm and cozy and welcoming for the for where we're at in the story. Um, but nevertheless, it's such a welcoming location. I'd, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to see this house. Um, but tragically. But the monster but tragically, does come, but does tragically come the move but tragically the movie returns yeah and um it's not that bad of a scene it's like it's it's well done i think it's, it's very so, generic uh, slasher but it's like it's f- extremely generic slasher but it's like good but... generic slasher where it's like oh this is like not awful mm. I I'd say it's I'd say it's pretty generic, but I mean, given compared our to the rest bar, of the film, I think I'm trying. To yeah, that's for. what I'm saying. Our bar is so low <laughs> that it's very low, but it's so so high. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the monster comes in. Her friend's doing crack, cocaine. Uh, and she flips, and she turns on like she puts a CD in the music player, and it's like heavy metal, yeah, which is a and, very like, classic second... sort of slasher film style thing. To do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's just kind of like, "Hey, might I put on some music?" And she like turns it on. It's heavy metal, and the second starts playing, uh, the monster grabs her and chokes her. No, man, the monster shoves her through a glass. Uh, oh, table I'm and sorry. The, yes, the glass grabs her through her like chest. It makes no sense. No, it, it makes doesn't. No s- it makes no sense, but yeah, he shoves her for the glass coffee table, and then there's a giant wedge of glass sticking through her, and just nothing about that ankle makes any sense. And somehow Elizabeth upstairs in the bath doesn't hear it. It's like it's I get of the that. Loud, the loud music, obviously. I don't think being smashed through a glass table would be would you know be quieter than heavy metal music. No, not really. But whatever. So yeah, uh, then the monster comes and kills Elizabeth while she's taking the right. bath. Drowns her in a tub, all that, yeah. And then it's it's very very yeah. straightforward. <laughs> the monster then brings the corpse of Elizabeth to Victor and just is like No 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 very it reminded me of a uh, um Eric Cartman. No. Yeah. Yeah. no It's it's yeah. It, he has the weakest ass no scream no. Of, of anyone I've seen. <laughs> Which is amazing because Elizabeth, like every act, Elizabeth, 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 <laughs> it's very soft spoken yeah. in a weird way. No, no, it's like every actor sort of like you think they like relish that moment to be like, I'm gonna really give this my all. I'm gonna like really let this rip. And him instead, it's uh, he, Brett Giles. He's just like, no, he can't no. close his eyes. I guess. He does yeah. like a lower kind of tonal voice, but yeah, it's, it's too soft. It's far too soft. But yeah, so Victor then wants to bring Elizabeth back to life, but uh, he needs another body for some reason. Even though the previous person he, didn't need a what body, is, what is the point of the nanotechnology if you can't use it here? So the monster then brings one the uh, brings a body to him, which was the woman we saw got killed earlier from the uh, car scene. From the car, yeah, yeah. And uh but tragically she's full of drugs and uh 
he can't she's take a the junkie, body. Is 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 what he says. He looks at his uh, her wrist, and then he like, and then there's a after he leaves, there's an inner monologue where he goes like, "I could find some use for her later," and then that never comes back. No, it's gross though. Well, I thought it was going to lead to something. I mean, it's gross, but I mean, it's Victor Frankenstein. It's supposed to be gross, but I thought it was going to lead to something at least. I thought it was going to be like, oh, so we'll see it return for something else later. But no, it literally never yeah. comes back up so, again. So, yeah, the monster then tries to merge someone else and goes to like a, a babysitter. So this is where, yeah, he breaks into a Which is another house. classic slasher scene. Right. There's the babysitter and then there's the like 12-year-old girl... Mm who's like, oh, I was just talking to my new friend. He's in the closet. She doesn't check the closet. She's just like, oh, you silly girl. Go back to sleep. Not like, okay. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, so the monster that appears and chases her around. She runs around her house, and then she sees Wendy. Wendy's like, she's, she yells to the oh, little Wendy girl. The little name. girl's named Wendy. But um, She gives her the phone. Well, no, she's like, and... call 911. And Wendy says, but I don't want to call 911. And the babysitter then says, do it, you little bitch, or we're going to die. Which is like, do it, you little bitch, we're all going to die. Perfectly acted, beautifully acted, marvelously. Like, mwah, mwah. It also just makes sense that, that like, because the, the line I mentioned earlier where she where she goes like, oh, you silly girl, go to bed. I think she gives her the phone mm. when she tucks her into bed. Why and that's why that? she has the well, that's what I'm saying. Why did she do that? And so that's why the little girl has the phone, and and the babysitter is screaming at her to call nine one one. Also, like her like tone towards her changes pretty dramatically too. Such an asylum well, thing to call a child a bitch. That's yeah. It is so asylum. Also, why is the little girl like, oh, he's my friend? It's like, he, and then she, this uh, girl, then she used to watch Frankenstein murder her. You're, you're, you're twelve, and she's like, and Wendy doesn't even seem particularly affected. You're like, you're twelve. Like, I mean, the scene would like kind of rooks if the girl is like three or four, mm. like so young, they don't really have a conception of what a monster looks like. But this girl is like. 11 or 12 this girl should have some sense of like oh this is a monster yeah so then like so he brings it back and victor then chops her head off and it's like a really these are like a squeaky sound effect like oh god yeah he's, he's got the bones he's got the bone saw and it's and yeah he he, he just he's just <laughs> And then he chops off Elizabeth's head. And then, I don't and know. He kind moves of, him around, I guess. He he the 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 scene where he's chopping off Elizabeth's head is funny. Is funny because like he sort of pauses for a sec because he's sort of like oh like I'm really sorry to do this. Like he doesn't say that, but he's he's got that look on his face. And then like when he's like sawing, there's these like little like squibs that squirt on his face down his cheek. So it's like. And again, and this like, doesn't make know, any and, sense because, and like in each one, each one, there's like a little squirt of like of of squid of squib blood on on his on his face. It's just in like, <laughs> and it's supposed to be like, and like, and he's like looking really pained while he's doing it, and like it's supposed to be this like dramatic moment. It's like, oh, like you know, I have to do this. It just looks so goofy. But yeah, so then he just—I guess he just like moves them around. He swaps the two heads. He just—he just sews on the other head, and I guess that's the that, thing. Is which... again, it doesn't make any sense though, right? Because Elizabeth wasn't like Elizabeth's body was just drowned, though, right? Wasn't like 
physically. Well, also, I like the idea that you could just have like. I love the idea that you could just have like sew on the head, and it's like. But I think you have to like reattach the spinal cords and the bones and the everything. Okay, but it's nano machines, son. Right. So why did we need? Why did we need the other body when we had the nano machines? We've already established that the nano machines can fix bodies. So why? Why did we need the other body to begin with? Yeah. Also, I love the idea that like it's just the same size head. It's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, just get another body. Yeah, it's just get another easy. body. It's like, and 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 just the head will be the right size yeah, for yeah. the neck and everything. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So then Bryce is it's not, like, it's not like our bones. It's not like our bones are like you know different sizes or like slightly different shapes or anything. It's not like you know, ugh whatever so like um so robert is basically like oh so you kill those people and victor's like no i didn't kill them uh i right, didn't so kill anybody the, but that's not so, true because so he shot bryce we're that's true we're not back in we're now back in the present well he came back to life so he didn't no he kill no that's definitely still murder <laughs> so yeah now we're back in the present at the police station robert doesn't really still believe any of this but then he goes talk to wendy the girl from earlier for the babysitter uh who then sort of tells Robert how tall the monster was. And that's like, huh, how does she know that? That she must be telling the truth. He looks at the little kid's drawing and he's like, oh, is this your friend? And also, by the way, how does he know this? What? That the little girl met the monster? Because it's Victor's story. But I mean, how does Victor know that? But Victor wasn't there. (laughs) Right. How does Victor know that? How does Victor know that? <laughs> oh, you know the monster sat him down and was like, "Oh, it's really cool. happened, like, oh, oh, it was the funniest thing. It was the funniest thing." Okay, so like, you know, so so like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, in the, the closet. Next room. Like, oh, I'm in the next room. Find me out. I'm in the next room. I'm in the next room, and the girl's like, "I don't want to call 911." And then like, you know, the crazy, the crazy lady down there is like, "Call 911, you bitch!" And then like, and then I run out and like start chasing her. Cause it was so good. It's so good. <laughs> 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 Ugh, mm-hmm. Man, Bryce is just like, he's a good dude. But, uh, so Robert starts to believe what Victor's saying after finding out that Wendy, as the only eyewitness of the event, as, as some vague... And the detectives keep, the, the detectives keep dismissing, he, he says, like, he says, like, because he tells the two detectives, like, um, um, the little girl describes the attacker as someone who was like really tall um, and uh, like taller than me even, and that doesn't match the description of of Victor Frankenstein. And the guys just keep going like like is she, like it's a child witness, it's an unreliable witness. And, and then he keep and he asks and this happens. He says this like two or three times. He says she's your only witness, but they keep but the detectives keep being like she's a reliable witness and stuff. <laughs> it's just kind of like. I don't think I don't think unreliable witnesses stop cops all that often, but like unless when they wanted to. But like it, it's just so funny how dismissive they are of it. It's just kind of like at this point you should be desperate for like yeah. any lead any lead whatsoever. And like and yes, they're not wrong that children make for unreliable witnesses, but it's kind of like, yeah, but you've got literally no one else. And so they're still so dismissive when he goes like, she's your only witness. They're still like, whatever. It's well, like, no, not yeah. whatever. It's no, that's literally your only witness. Well then, well, so then like Victor wants to show uh, Robert the lab. Uh, 
and he'll he'll write a signed confession, uh, like in return, basically. And so after he tells him this, he then has a conversation with the detectives and Emily, the doctor from way earlier, whether or not he should like do this. Everyone's like, "Man, he's crazy! Don't do that." And Robert's like, "But I want to do that." Also, I mean, like he's giving them the perfect deal. They're like, "Why wouldn't it? We? Why wouldn't you do this?" Mm. So they check out the lab. Uh, this is all obviously a big trap. There's a public defender with them, which is literally the first time we've seen this character. Yeah, his attorney. But uh, so they find Liz's body, and after like this happens, Victor tries to strangle one of the doctors that's present there. Uh, it's the um, it's what's her name who who wants to quit yeah, on Emily. this at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, yeah, Emily. And the and the public defender guy is like, uh, as your attorney, I, <laughs> I strongly, I, I strongly advise you against that, which is like. Fuck off. <laughs> just like public defenders do amazing rook. They have like the hardest job and their depictions in 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 culture are like so unfair. Mm. And that one this one especially, he looks like he looks like John Krasinski from the office and and he's like this like squeamish like whiny guy who gets killed immediately. Yeah. It's just like oh the monster. I, yeah, again, both bro, again, I, uh, again this I, I this feels like Lay Scott's politics coming into play because that is sort of your your right wing take. It's like, oh, these public defenders getting in the way of us like trying to solve the crimes. More importantly, why is the attorney even there? I mean, I it's possible. Why is Victor? That... I mean, Victor makes sense to be there. I'm not sure the doctors make a lot of sense. It's it's possible that that would be required in the situation hmm. that they. Actually, no. I I'm gonna disagree with you slightly here. It doesn't make sense for Victor to be there. Yeah, I guess. Well, I Vic- I guess Victor's be there Vic- to explain things or whatever. But I mean, don't really. No, need he could just stay. To. He could just stay in the police station. Like all he has to do is tell them, "This is my lab." Although it turns, although I mean, it turns out to be a trap. Yeah. But so that's why he's there. But I mean, the cops don't have to agree to bring him along. Mm. He could he could just say like. Like they could just say like, okay, tell us. Maybe there was a deal. So maybe, maybe like you know, he was like, no, I'm not gonna tell you what the lab is. So you have to show it. You have to come along with. But if he does come along with, then it makes sense for the public defender to have to be there to observe and make sure the cops don't rough up the guy, which would be a legitimate concern. Um, yeah. So it make, I think it makes sense for the public defender to be there. Sure. I, well, only because I'm just Victor's not sure. there. I just don't understand why the cops agree to take Victor along because surely there's enough people they could interview with like the company he works for and the investors and whatnot. They could just be like, where's his lab? His lab's here. Like we have records, like, you know, we know like what he spends the money on because we're the ones giving him the money. It's like, yeah, the lab's here. There it is. Go investigate it. Hmm. Well, that lab's secret. The secret underground lab that no one's about. Except Victor is and it And Elizabeth, I guess, too, but they're all dead. It's cool that he could spend his money on things without anyone knowing. Well, they had a thousand dollars that time to finish the experiments. A thousand dollars. That's the last the the investor's money was a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. That will really go far. I guess it does because they do bring back someone alive. But uh, so the monster then tries to kill Victor after all of this. Victor, of course, just gives no, don't do it. I can Ew. help you. Ew. No. 
Uh, while this is happening, Robert then try and he's doing this over the tank that yeah that brought Elizabeth, back to Elizabeth, life. Elizabeth's also currently in the tank too. Right, Elizabeth's in the tank. Uh, Robert then proceeds to bungee cord them both together and then tries to zap. Not bungee them. cord. It's it's the, the uh, zappy um, cord things. Whatever it's called. it's the connectors like you use to like charge your car like mm. like to to charge your car from another car with the little clamps on the end. Um, he he has like a flashback where he remembers something Frankenstein said about like electricity, like you know, uh, uh, and so he clamps this onto the monster while he's choking Victor out. And then zaps and then, them, but then and, proceeds to kill both of them. And knows and also knows how to turn on the electricity, like like gets pushed into the little the the switch and looks up and goes oh and then throws the switch so yeah victor dies because of the zapping as well as uh bryce the monster the monster this finally happens and we finally cut back to an unknown mad time later where robert's in his uh in his room and he's sort of like discussing what's happened like he doesn't really explain he's like man things happen and uh i don't know what's going on anymore but uh you know it happened. I, I've 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 inquired to the police and they won't tell me anything. And then it's like I hope nothing of this ever comes again. There's no more evil creations. And suddenly Elizabeth wakes up. Why didn't the the end police dismantle the lab? Why didn't? Yeah, I'm not sure why they left Elizabeth's body in in the tank. Yeah, why did they? Why did they leave <laughs> that behind? Why did they do that? It only makes sense if that. Elizabeth waking up was in between the time the people left the lab. Like, why did they leave the lab? Why did they wait for the police to show up? Well, I don't know. I guess I guess Robert's the only person living down there. But he could, he should wait for the police to show up. He should have said like, "I've got like five dead bodies here." <laughs> Robert looks pretty suspicious in this situation too, right? Yeah, I'm the only survivor. <laughs> I, I technically did murder Victor, actually, but. You know. And the monster. Mm. The monster's technically dead, so like, can you count that as murder? Hard to say. Yeah, he's he because he was reborn, but now he's re-dead. Yeah, re-dead. That should be the name of the film. Frankenstein re-dead. re-dead. Frankenstein re-dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the film. Do you recommend it? No. No. Oh my no. god, no! I was bored out of my mind watching this. I think I preferred this over Dracula's Curse, though, to be honest. Mm, no, I think I prefer Dracula's Curse. Huh. Why? Um, I wasn't as bored by Dracula's really? Curse for some okay. for some reason. I <laughs> look, I'm not saying it was a entertaining movie. I that one was pretty boring too. But this one, I was just like, because still made me feel, made me say, "What the fuck? Why?" Like way more often than Dracula's Curse ever did. Like man, this sucks. Oh, see, this is, I can't believe oh, this. This is garbage. Oh, you know? see, I I had plenty of like what the fuck why moments watching Dracula's Curse. Namely, like anytime like one of the monsters shows up, like Nosferatu and the, <laughs> that the guy was who good. looks like <laughs> and the guy who looks like Hyde from Jekyll and Hyde. Like it was so goofy looking, and like it really had the feel of like a bad sci-fi channel series sorry that's redundant a sci-fi channel series that i was like oh this is like this is actually kind of funny um but yeah this one i just i just felt nothing watching Mm. it yeah so that's the film (laughs) that's the film another leg scott film done 
uh, I don't know, any final words or any last other post, I don't know, discussion? I'm hoping this is the last Lay Scott film we have to watch for a while. Uh, not too long, actually. Yeah, of course. Think, well, It's a little break. We get a little break of like three films. Did, did he do the 9-11 film? Yes. Oh, okay. Then I am looking forward Transmorphers to that. as well. Oh, okay. Well, that's the one everyone... That's the one I always cite as like an example of a mockbuster, yeah, yeah. just because it's so blatantly obvious. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to that 9/11 film, yes, for sure. Because now knowing what I know about his politics, I'm really curious to see what his take on the 9/11 alternative is. universe 9/11 film, where he, the one man, one man, I mean by that I mean Lake Scott tries to stop 9/11 from happening. That is every right winger's fantasy. Oh man! Yeah, I wish I was know, on the I, plane. I could have stopped all of dude, this. Dude, if dude, if I was on the plane, I would have like so stopped all those hijackers. Man, like if they had just given me like the codes, man, I could have like totally stopped them all by myself. For sure, like Scott. <laughs> I totally, you totally could have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah. Uh, next film is Deadline. Which uh, is a not, distributed by the Sound Film, similar to King of the Ants, which I didn't realize until recently. But not an original Asylum film. And that one, just for that fact alone, I, I think it actually was, it's originally from Argentina. Hmm. So it's a foreign film, still made in English, I believe, but it's a foreign film that was distributed by the Asylum. So I'm very curious to see what this one is. Yeah. And not necessarily expecting it to be good but i'm expecting it to be different and i didn't know this about least. king of the ants but yeah king of the ants is not an asylum ninja either which is kind of unfortunate right. which makes a lot it of does. sense it makes though. a lot of sense <laughs> it explains the high production value of that film relatively speaking mm. well they blew up a house so yeah that's pretty high production i mean like just value. in terms of camera like just the camera like the quality of the camera Oh, you mean they hired a guy who knew how to use it? Not even that. I mean, like the camera, the camera quality itself is like leagues above an asylum film. Like it's like that's crisp. true. It's like you know you can see the background of a scene. It it actually looks like a movie. Yeah, you're right. It's and not like a it's not like a it's not like a TV film like camera. No, no, they don't shove a green screen everywhere. It's not all filmed in a warehouse, and they actually blew up a house at the end mm. of the movie, um, which is way beyond what the asylum is ever willing to do. Which is interesting. Yeah, we, we talked about that. We talked about King of the Ants a lot in relating to the Asylum, but I guess it didn't have anything to do with it. Nope, just distributed by yeah, the Asylum. It's kind of disappointing. They just have like, some connections. Because, like, a lot of the, uh, a lot of, like, the, uh, prop works is very Asylum esque. I wouldn't, I would be curious if they did anything with, like, they had something to do with that, though. Mm, probably not. Mm. Anywho, uh, that. <laughs> Get ready for Deadline next week when we watch a not assigned film. Deadline. It's on their, it's, it is on their website, though. So An know. asylum film that's not technically an asylum film. Yes. All right. It's probably too good to be an asylum film. We'll have to see about that. <laughs> might be awful. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It might still be awful, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's a podcast, everybody. Uh, bye. Bye. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. 
and do my graveyard smash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can monster mash. Monster mash. Monster mash. Monster mash. Monster mash. Monster mash.